My style can't be duplicated or recycled. This chick is a sick individual. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Meeting of the Minds podcast. I'm your host, Keisha. I'm Jaleesa. Jaleesa, how are you today? I'm, I'm not okay. <laughs> I was just thinking that we gonna make it all because she... And I was Harlem shaking. Was, yeah, kind of funny. Um, I'm, 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 I'm loopy tired. Oh wow, no, I've been there. Yeah, loopy. like... Like, I got to drive home. Yeah. But I'm, like, already thinking about how I'm going to drive home with the windows down. Cool. Like, I'm that loopy, sleepy. And I don't, and I don't, I'm so tired, I don't even know. <laughs> Every day this week has been long for me. Like, I haven't gone home from work mm-hmm. at all any day this week. So I just feel like, earlier, I was walking out of work, and I was just like, damn it. And my car was like, what's wrong? And I was like. Tomorrow's not Friday. He was like, bro, you can't be that mad because you forgot what day of the week it is. But that's my life. I feel you. I really thought tomorrow was Friday. Not that that slows my week down anyway because, like, I have an extremely busy weekend. Like, extremely busy. I had a, I had a weekend mm-hmm. like that as well. The past weekend, I was just up, like, Talking with one of my friends, it's like you know, you talk to somebody and y'all be on the phone or like in person or whatever, yeah. and it's just like before you know it, it's like oh, it's three. I yeah. got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it happened like two nights in a row. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I'm too old. I got to get my rest. I'm so tired. I'm tired. I hope we can make it through this. Friends show. and family can't keep you up like that though. They really can. Don't I know it. <laughs> Um, so. Friends and family that listen to this show, thank you so much for listening, number one. Two, we um, love y'all. We love y'all, but... Um, um, we tired. <laughs> but we tired. Let's make the calls brief, guys. Let's get yeah. it in. I'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but no, 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 no. I do I do think catching up with friends and family sometimes is like definitely worth it. I think sometimes mm-hmm. it could be a fill-up for you. Sometimes it can be like moments where you you didn't know you needed that conversation sometimes. Yeah. And so it's kind of dope. Um it's dope, but I'm more of an in-person person. So I just be like, "Ooh, I'm either way. I could be on the phone with you for like hours or in person for like hours." If I can't. like, you know, especially somebody I haven't seen in a while, haven't no. been around in a while or no. something. No. Like I have one cousin that I can spend, I we can kiki for hours. That's literally the only person, only like, yeah. I don't think I have a friend. I mean, I have like my best friend. I probably can talk to her for like a very long time, but we see each other a lot more, so I don't really have to do that. But like, unless you like a boo thing, I could talk to a boo thing for a long time. I don't know. I just feel like, but I you can't. don't realize until you start talking to people. Or spending time with them, you don't realize how much you miss that person. Oh yeah, or like Man. but I'm definitely a spending time like, person. Yeah, like, I'm definitely like, ooh, girl, let's go get a drink, or let's go out to eat, or let's do something like that. Now I am, you know me, I will like stand in the parking lot, talk to somebody, or something like that. But I just can't. I can on the phone, because I'm easily distracted. So you could be telling me something, I'm talking, bear your soul, <laughs> and I could be like, I hope not. I could be like. <laughs> 
Girl, I let these, what you call it, go bad in the refrigerator. Like, I just, that's, because I do mm-hmm. too much while I'm on the phone. And I got a little, little slice, little slice, little sliver of ADD. Okay. I'm honest. Yeah. You good, though? I am. Yeah. I, I got a little rest. I was off two days ago, so I got some some rest. A little bit. A little bit of, like, you know, mm. downtime. Mm. Because, you know, I can't be up Kiss late off. at night and Kiss ripping off. and running all weekend and then have to go be on go mode and then yeah. I come here and record yeah. at the work. Yeah. Bro, it's not Kiss happening. I guess I'll just sleep when I die because <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I can't. I'm literally thinking, like, when am I going to get some, like, good quality sleep? What's your rest? Like, what, how many hours you, do you need to be, like, good? Six. Me too. Six. Six to be like good, good. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like to be. I literally like to be like, like, down, down. Like no TV on, no nothing by twelve o'clock. If I can do that, cause I can get up at six. Cause I'm way more productive in the morning. So I need to get up earlier so that I can respond to emails. And so sorry if you get an email at like six fifteen. That's just mm-hmm. cause I'm up, up and also send emails from the bathroom. Not like in my phone and not on the toilet, but like all I have my iPad open. While I'm like doing my hair and like getting ready because I can, I'm always like my mind goes like really fast in the morning, so I can send stuff real early in the morning. Hmm. But if I go to bed at 12, or if I'm not going to bed, I go to bed at like 11, but if I'm in like, yeah, 12. Six hours. Cool. But the problem is, is that sometimes I work from the bed, so that'll keep me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I need like a good six hours of sleep, yeah. too. I've, I've come to that. Like, I gave up the whole like seven, eight, whatever they say you need. You I've never need. had that. Yeah, I, I like, went up I'm to not. six. Yeah, when I was, I would say last year it was like four. Mm-hmm. I think six now because I drive so much. Six for me is good. Like I can function and mm-hmm. be good. Like I can, I could work with four, mm-hmm. but six is like optimal. But I'm also like really a, like, I'm also like a child too. I have to tire myself out. Hmm. Like, like if I if I've been if I'm doing nothing all day, I'm not gonna sleep good. So like I have to do a lot before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like I just be like, I'm gonna clean the house, and I do that, and then I'll be like, Woo, I'm pooped. Now I can go to sleep. <laughs> like I'm like a child for real. You have to tire me out. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. My ex literally used to be like, like if we go out, we be doing stuff all day. Let's say we like outside doing stuff, like at a barbecue or like let's say we got Six Flags or something. He's like, Well, you gonna sleep good? Like you know, you talk to your children. Mm-hmm. He's like, You gonna <laughs> you gonna sleep? Good. You be sleep in the car? That's literally me. You be hey. Sleep in the car. <laughs> sleep in the car. Mm-hmm. Don't let me get a little sun too. Oh, oh baby, mm. out like a light. Wow. Yep. I'm a child. So, um, you ready to get in the show? Yes, ma'am. All right. So, uh, we got a little, I know I hate this word, but we got a little sensitive topic today. And I wanted to preface that by saying, like, anytime we have, like, we're going to talk about things that may be sensitive to people and people may be sensitive to, I'm not saying it's like a parental advisory sticker or nothing, but I feel like we should say, like, you know, hey, be warned. Um, keep listening though <laughs> Like keep listening <laughs> And of course uh, At me none of mine We don't try to defend anybody But You know it, it, Things are gonna We're gonna really state our opinions With this topic um, So Our topic today um, Is based on As everyone knows um, The Botham Jean trial Just ended Last week um, And Amber Geiger uh, Was convicted of murder everyone was really excited one day then the next day she got sentenced and huh, pooped 
outside. It's gone. Um, she was sentenced to 10 years for murder. Um, we today are not going to talk about that because there's nothing really to talk about or discuss there, I don't think. Am I right? I mean, I guess, if unless you thought, like, she should have got more time. But that's what I'm saying. We're on the same. We're in agreement with that She should have got more time. We're in agreement right. with that? Okay, cool, yeah. cool. So, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't want to assume that okay. that was your standpoint. Okay. But. So, we're in agreement with that part. Um, Ten years is, like, slapping the face, I think, to the family, to people, period, to people sitting on their couches around the world because that's all he was doing when he got murdered. So, mm-hmm. um. So, yeah, so that was that. And um, why, after she was, I think during her sentencing, her his brother um, was on the stand and um, asked the judge, could, she, could he give Amber Geiger a hug? And everybody was all up in arms about it, and everybody felt some type of way about it, about him wanting to say he, you know, him wanting to express, I guess, an act of forgiveness um, to the person who killed his brother. Also, the judge, ooh, this is where things get. I'll say this is where I get a little. This is where things get uh, upset. I don't even know if you can say, I don't even know how to feel. This is where things get a little privileged. They don't get a little nothing. They get murky, you feel me? Okay, so. Get privileged. What a word. Okay, okay. I just, didn't think about it that way, but okay. Mm-hmm. So the judge, if you don't know, the judge, um, after sentencing, hugged the defendant. Um, at this point, the, the convicted, and gave her her personal Bible. I don't really feel like we need to go there. I feel like the emo every. I don't know if you can hear from our tone right now, guys at home listening. If you listen to me, then the mind, you probably feel the same way we do. I don't know. I just don't really. That's 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 a lot. So let's start. Let's start there. Well, no, that I feel like I don't want to go there. Introduce the to- okay, because you you ain't getting to the topic yet. Right. Okay. I was, that okay. was just the story. I just that set was it up. The story. I just set okay. it up. Okay. So after all of that stuff happened, and then there's some more that happened, of course, as well. Um, the person who testified. Um, was murdered. That person was. We. That's not what our show is about. Our show is not about that. And we. We might have a whole nother show about corruption and police brutality and and the whole justice system and all of that stuff. Say, what I do need to say that that was the most bizarre thing I have ever witnessed with a public trial. You talking about the judge? Or yes, are you talking about the, the dude getting murdered? Okay, sorry. Right. No. Yeah. Well, no, that happens, but like But that was, yeah. The judge Yeah, that was bizarre. Getting up from the bench right. to hug the person that you just sentenced. Right. I mean, uh, that uh, that is that has never happened. Convicted of murder? That's never like, happened. That's never happened. And I also feel like that is probably the most impartial that shows that you weren't impartial. You weren't right in your ruling. I don't I just Because obviously you had some type of feeling behind this. Like it wasn't a fair I don't feel like it was a it fair trial. It was definitely trial. not a fair trial. There's definitely not. There's there's nothing else to be said about it. It was not it could not have been fair. If you're fair and impartial, you don't hug the people involved. Like you don't you could take that with you home. Right. 
Because everyone has feelings about everything. Don't get don't get it twisted. Yeah. But you take that with you and you take it home. We should never be able to see your emotion. No. And, and see you. Even if you wrote a book about it years from now when it was like, I felt that she should only get 10 years because blah, blah, right. blah, blah. That's fine. But in that moment, no. in front of the cameras and all of that, that was just, that was unnecessary. But um, also, yeah, so rest in peace to both of them, John, and rest in peace to, what is the young man's name? Jordan Brown, John. I know his Jordan. last name is Brown. I love I think his name. It's, it's something with a J. I think it's Jordan Brown. If I'm not mistaken. Can you look that up real quick? Just because yeah. I don't. I want to, you know, put some respect on it. Um, sure. But rest in peace to uh, Mr. Brown as well. He was uh, murdered a couple days after the trial was over. Um, supposedly it was a drug deal gone wrong. But come on, yeah. It y'all. still sounds a little murky. No, that's not. Nobody drives five hours for weed. And he didn't have a criminal background. Nobody drives five hours for weed. But anywho, so anyways, go look up that story, y'all, if y'all want to. If y'all want to. But um, you got his name yet? Joshua Brown. Joshua Sorry. Brown. Joshua Brown. We Joshua don't. We didn't want to mess that up, y'all. And mm-hmm. we're really tired. We did say that at the beginning of the show. So, <laughs> so yeah. So rest in peace to both of those young men, those young black men that were taken from us both too way too soon. Um, I know Joshua Brown had a son that was about that's about to turn one in a few weeks, and that's just I don't know. That broke my heart. But mm-hmm. um, our show today we wanted to talk about um, forgiveness. We talk a lot about how we were raised, how, like, religion plays a part in that, how, you know, I use the term culturally Christian when describing myself. Um, we talk about just how we do things and the differences and how we kind of move through life and also the, the same way we kind of move through life and how we move through life as young black women and all of that stuff. But, like, I wanted to um, ask you a few questions about forgiveness. Um how do you, Keisha, based on your background and your religious beliefs, like how do you, how do you believe that forgiveness works? Not in this case, but just forgiveness in general. Like how does that, how does that work? How does that concept work for you? Okay, so religiously speaking, okay, forgiveness is something that as Christians we have to do of one another because we expect and and hope that Christ will forgive us okay for our sins and wrongdoings so in the faith that's the answer that I give right I have to forgive my fellow man because I would want Christ to forgive me for things that I've done wrong okay and I can't ask him to forgive me if I won't forgive someone else okay so that's the root of forgiveness in the Christian faith right okay now now how you were raised and in your family and in my family, How you and all that. we forgive, but we won't forget. Okay. I feel like we will forgive you eventually, okay. but it's not going to be, like, like with this situation, there would never be a hug in the moment, like right, right now in this moment. Right, 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 right. Um, which, again, we're also maybe forgetting that this happened a year ago, so maybe. It was actually longer than that, I think. September last year. The crime happened September last year? Yeah. I thought it was longer than that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. So maybe, and I'm guessing that these people have had, you know, time Mm -hmm. to 
grieve and get over those initial feelings and like okay. maybe this is their time that they have processed everything and are open and willing to forgiving Amber right. for um, you know murdering their family member okay. but I also think I, I don't know I think I personally process things a little differently mm. like something like this I don't think I would be so I wouldn't be I probably wouldn't be there just based off the facts of the situation, mm-hmm. you know, what happened. So you're so you're your I'm not there yet. Your degree of forgive first of all, you're saying forgiveness takes time depending on what it is that you that has to be forgiven. Right. You step on my big toe, I can forgive you. You okay. didn't mean it. Okay. Right? Okay. But you cut off my big toe because you was mad stop. at me. We right. We gotta we gotta it's, work. It's a problem. It's, it's like, a process to yeah. forgiveness. So I wanted to ask too about the process. So like like well let me say that, like, I was taught, not really from a spiritual standpoint, I do understand that, like, the, all of that stuff, but I was taught that you forgive for yourself and not the other person. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the root of forgiveness for me, right? I was taught, I was taught the concept of forgiveness um, when I was, like, maybe 10 or 11, like, the serious not the whole, I'm sorry, say I forgive you, all that. Mm-hmm. Like, now you do with little kids. But I was taught the concept of forgiveness when I was a kid because I had to, and I'll just be honest, I had to forget. I had to learn how to forgive or start the process of forgiving a parent for not being there. So I was taught that you learn how to forgive for yourself mm-hmm. so you're not harboring all of that anger and all of that stuff and you're 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 able to move on without holding on to that right mm-hmm. so i guess you can say that somewhat of the spiritual because how how i want to live my life i don't want to treat others wrong because of something else that's going on or whatever but that's how i was taught and it has nothing to do with the other person like you never have to let the other person know that you forgave them because it ain't none of their business. That isn't if that person wronged you, you don't you don't owe it to that other person to let them know that you've forgiven them because it doesn't have that's you're forgiving them for yourself, not for them. The process of forgiveness, I did well, I, I learned what forgiveness was and what I should do. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get it, get it. Like I didn't actually learn how to do it until a few years ago. Okay. And that's 100% honest. So that meant I've been walking around with anger from different people and holding grudges and all of that stuff literally for decades at this point, right? When I was in my 20s, my late 20s, I had I didn't have to forgive somebody. Like it worked better for me because I didn't have to forgive them, right? Um I felt that I was wrong. The person admitted that they were wrong, but I took my time and I was like Jaleesa, you could be all right. Like, you could. Like, it's okay. Like, this is okay. And I let the anger and the rough emotion and all that stuff, and I let that go, realize I still love the person, realize I still wanted the person to be a part of my life, realize that they knew that they what they did was wrong, and I forgave them. Now, did we have a whole big talk about forgiveness? Not really, but I was just like, hmm. Now, I later told that person, you taught me the power of forgiveness. You taught me that if I do forgive somebody, I can let things go. But that was my me learning it. Right? How long did it take you to do that? Months. Right. Okay. Months, months. But also, this person didn't do anything to harm me. That's an, or harm anyone else, right? Mm-hmm. So I definitely believe that there are levels to this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, with that being said, applying it to this, the problem—not problem. 
because how he how the brother decided he wanted to go about his forgiveness is his business right and i want to be clear that i would never bash you can't tell somebody how to while i don't understand it handle their grief and but i don't know this man from a can of paint right i don't know none of these parties i only Mm -hmm. know what the news has told me what social media has told me and you know y'all be out here making stuff up so i don't know (laughs) i don't know all the facts Mm -hmm. i do know what was presented in court and i do know what the facts of the case were but that's you know whatever but whatever he however he decided to express his forgiveness is him i felt that if it it was like if it were me type situation which i think we're all we've all done that over the past week even if i did forgive you because i truly believe that in time i would maybe not that quick but i don't know i don't know i don't know because that's never happened to me before nobody has murdered my brother so i don't know but even if I worked on that, for, let's say he started working on his forgiveness, like it happened in September of last year. He started working on it the day after. Right. He was like, I got to forgive this person because God said I have to, right? hmm I don't know if I would have done it publicly because I was taught, it ain't for them, it's for you. hmm So I don't need to publicly let the world know that I forgive you. I don't even let, I could have wrote you a letter when you was locked up already. Right and said that to you i don't think i would have let you know that i forgive you i don't think i, I don't think it, it, to me that's not necessary but again that's based on how i was raised not necessary and some might dare say it might not be genuine and okay. i don't want to i don't want to like again step on we tread and lightly y'all tread we very tread lightly. lightly yeah but i see what you're saying you know it's public displays like that are sometimes like we were talking about the judge it makes you question yeah your motive and your reasoning behind that like right. what's the right why would you do this but would we question publicly? would we question the brother's actions if the judge wouldn't have did all of that like i feel like we would be more genuine if it was or not not saying that his wasn't genuine but what i'm saying is is we're already looking at genuine and and questioning um, if things are genuine or if actions are genuine because of the judge. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, we're now like, so this is just a big whoop. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I think if the brother would have just done it, we would have just been like, whew, that's odd, and kept it moving, I think. Do you get what I'm saying? Possibly, possibly. Also, um, speaking of which, this is the public, this is why I don't, this is, I read this tweet. Well, someone retweeted the tweet. But I read this tweet, and I thought about what my mother told me at a really young age, that forgiveness is for you and not for the other person and for the rest of the world. Dallas Police Department, Dallas Police Chief, Chief Hall, said both of John's brothers request to hug Amber Geiger and Judge Kemp's gift of her Bible to Amber represent a spirit of forgiveness faith and trust in this same spirit we want to move forward in a positive direction within the community that is the problem that's that's the problem because you guys took whether or not these are two genuine people and this is how they felt in the moment we don't agree with the judge because she's supposed to be impartial but if the if that's what the brother and the judge felt like that they need to do on a human level you guys took the dallas police department and the chief took this and spun this into look everybody should be forgiving look right look at what they did no that's a personal journey right that's a personal journey. and don't because use this for pr people would not do that right so 
I don't know. Because the rest of the world is angry. Right. These two people may not be, but the rest of the world is angry, and I'm pretty sure. And then the judge had nothing to do with the situation. No. She was not involved in no way, shape, or form. So what level of forgiveness are you coming to? That's not even forgiveness. Right, or what, le- what level of... of what you say? Forgiveness, faith, and trust. Faith, yes. What? And trust. What does that do anything? She gave you a Bible because she probably was like, you're going to need this. You're going to need this. Because you're a cop going to prison. Right. And I know this about to be a rough... And I might see you as a broken spirit or broken whatever, but that don't have nothing to do with forgiveness. She can't forget. You ain't doing nothing to her. But the thing is, the judge knew where she was going to be. So you can send her to, that to her when she's already locked up. Again, and, that's the public and, part. Yeah. That's the public Privately part. Privately say whatever you need to say. And that's do. why I feel like things being done in public and how it was spun and all this stuff. I just think it was just, it's just mm-hmm. foolish. It's foolish. I don't. And that, then it sets the precedent, like you said, that this is what we should do if ever in this situation. Yes. You know, remember the Botham G, John uh, mm-hmm. trial. Mm-hmm. And this is what they did, and look at how this person reacted. You right. know, right. it makes it, it draws a comparison when things should not be like compared. You can't. And then when you're thinking about race, something so so personal, you can't compare. When you think, when we're thinking about race, we're gonna bring it into it. If the judge was white and did this, it'd be like, Ugh. but because the judge was black, it's like, it's like black people are always supposed to have this. This 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 higher moral this forget I don't know why do we do this We have to forgive and move over move on move on and over it That's basically. just like the that's get the over narrative. that's literally like the get over slavery and get over civil, civil yeah. rights thing Look at how far you've come No we had a black president Oh that's my favorite Oh my gosh <laughs> You know what I mean Oh that's my favorite We even had a black president We oh we even had a, okay. I actually heard someone in the interview say y'all had a president. I almost threw my phone, but I I, I did it because this is my phone. I paid for it. Right. But 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 that. I was like, no, it's America's president. But okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, but no, I think I think I think the black judge, the black family, the, all of these things, these 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 these, I guess. I don't know. It makes Shows it seem it's as just, if it's okay. Right. Like, this is okay. You did something that was tragically wrong. Right. You ended somebody's life. Right. And, you know, we will rally behind you. No. No. But it also no. but it also makes it for the no. people who are angry. I'm thinking about kids. I, I, can't, I about, can't agree with that. I'm thinking about younger kids, right? And how you see this image in the news, and you see this image on Twitter, and then you see someone being angry, like a radical, just being angry. You have the right to be angry. Like the 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 if let's say another um, person was another black person was killed by the police, and their family members are online and they're angry, right. or they're in court and they're hollering and they're angry and they're yelling and they have to be removed from court. Both of those images, both one brother's hollering and screaming and trying to get to you to kill you, and the other brother's hugging the defendant. Both of these images are okay, and I feel mm-hmm. like we're. What are we teaching our young people that it's just we have to be pacifists, we have to be forgiving, we have it to be all you of this that stuff. You also have to suppress your true feelings, right? That you should, right? You know, and for lack of a better word, dumb down your feelings, right? And your emotions because 
this is what society should be. Right. We should all just come together. And it, it makes it seem as though you're wrong for being upset when you're upset. Yeah. That somebody has wronged you or done something, you know, to your mm-hmm. family. But you shouldn't feel any type of You should get over it. So how do you... Or if we want to go and jump into the mental health side of this. There it goes. You there need goes. to pretend to get over it. Yeah. And that goes with that suppression, though. Yeah. Suppress what's really happening inside. That's, and a lot of us do that. But that's literally been the black narrative yeah. for centuries. Because the majority of the mental health um, issues that I can speak on, I can speak on black women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Someone told me, literally Saturday, someone told me that they were like, you know, I've done extensive research in depression amongst black women. Depression amongst black women look different. It looks different, right? Black women are, are, that's where you get the angry black woman thing from. Black women who are depressed don't lay in the bed all day. Don't, it doesn't come out that way, right? It comes out like, when it finally gets to the head, it comes out and it's it's angry and it's explosive and it's all of this because black women have had to deal with so much for so long, have had to suppress for so long, mm-hmm. have had to, you know, look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, just to be accepted for so long. So you do black women, if you know black women are like that, trying to keep up from being like all the oppression. So we're talking about being black, being a woman, be everything, right? Women of color in general, then you look at black men who have to sometimes suppress, you know, like they're still part of the patriarchal system. However, they still have to suppress a lot just being black in this country and being black in this society. And it's like you, so many layers that need to be peeled back, mm-hmm. right? So many layers that, which is why we all need therapy. So many layers that need to be peeled back and so many layers. That, but the layers come from seeing stuff on the news. The layers don't just come from what your mom and your daddy did, or what your auntie and your uncle did, mm-hmm. or what your cousins did. Because all of these things, or what your teachers and, and did, and things like this trial affect all of us, whether we realize it or not. Yes. And mentally, you also have a a, yes. a thought process when you turn off the TV and you go out your house and you see another black person, or you see another cop, or you see another mm-hmm. white person, mm-hmm. or you see a man. You mm-hmm. know, all of these things are triggers for yeah. for you in some way. Yeah. And it either makes you have a positive reaction or a negative reaction right. to it. So I feel like all of this is is always something that constantly goes with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in school we talked a lot about um, intersectionality. Right. And the fact that, like, you're not just Jaleesa. I'm not just Keisha. Mm-hmm. I'm a daughter, a sister, yeah. an employee, Mm-hmm. A, you know, a girlfriend, yeah. a friend, right. a black woman, a woman, yeah. a millennial. I have, like, all these other, like, avenues. Mm-hmm. And so things would maybe affect me in one of these 20 ways. Right. And, you know, you're not constantly thinking about that, but that's always in your mind. And it always yeah. it comes out in some way. Right. You know, when people say something to you, like, maybe something, a racist comment mm-hmm. that affects you, mm-hmm. maybe not because you're of that mm-hmm. ethnicity, mm-hmm. but it might affect you because you're a woman. Right. It might affect you because your parents might have said that women are this way, right. you know, or 
I don't know, young people are this yeah. way or whatever the, the racist comment was, it right. could affect you in another way that nobody else can even know about. Right, but you. right. And we walk around with that so often mm-hmm. as people. Right. And, I mean, all of these things are things that we carry with us, and it's it's a it could be a bigger problem. I think a lot of times, too, this whole talking about this forgiveness and this, this whole, like, <clears throat> choosing how to forgive whether or not it's public or not or or if it looks good or if it doesn't look good or if people are going to judge you for it or whatever it goes back to what I was thinking about um we were talking I think I was talking to some people at work and it's like sometimes you have to pick and choose which I guess part of your intersectionality comes first comes first in that Mm -hmm. in whatever moment right Mm -hmm. so like I find myself let's say I'm with the black man which if I'm with a man now, so I'm going to be with a black man. Mm-hmm. So if I'm with a black man and somebody says something offensive to this black man, I don't want to go off the rails because I have to now be a black woman to protect my black man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I have to, like, make sure he's good first before I just be this black radical and say what I need to say. You get what I mean? Like, that has happened to me before where I'm thinking – this black man could probably get in way more trouble than I can because he's gonna look aggressive to this white person, or it's gonna come, or it's gonna be way like bigger than what I feel like it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So let me protect him first because he's a black man, and let me let me make sure he's good because I gotta, who gotta protect my, you know how we were raised, we gotta <laughs> protect our boys, baby, baby, that's enough. <laughs> Ooh, that's a sensitive one for me, but yes. but. But that's how we were raised. And so that goes back from the the I have a younger brother, but my mother wasn't just telling me to look out for my brother. My brother my mother was telling me you gotta protect your brother. Even though my brother is bigger than me, taller than me, stronger than me, is a grown man, can legally make his own decisions, does legally make his own decisions, I still have a to protect my brother. Like mm-hmm. I just have to. You know what I mean? Like my mother has two grown brothers, children, everything. She still feels like I got to protect my brothers because they're black men. There's a level of when you're with a black man, when you're romantically involved with a black man, you got to protect a yeah. black man. So that 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 because bl- the world is not going to exactly, and that's what we're taught, right? So we end up suppressing how we feel. So that we can protect that person, we can be that nurturer, we can be all of that stuff, and then we'll deal with everything else later. But then we don't deal with anything later. You deal with nothing later. You deal with nothing later. And so all that, I done stuck up for you and all of this, and then you feel wrong by this same black man. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Think about relationships, though, and how forgiveness and things oh, work yeah. in relationships. Oh, yeah. Like, we will take women will for everything. I can't speak on no other race, but black and women. Everything from a man. It's yeah. like when you hear stories when you're around your girlfriends or your even your your parents, mm-hmm. your aunties, Oof. and you hear like what they went through and what they took and stayed with, what they're still going through, still going through. Yes, I mean even when you when you hear about stuff that happened and I'm like, oh, so y'all broke up then. Nah. No, you stayed. <laughs> but also, but also, think about how we're conditioned like that. Because if I was with somebody, and I told you, okay, he cheated on me, he did me wrong, he did this and this, and I dumped him, right? If I start talking to you, maybe two months later, randomly, just in a random conversation. <sighs> so I think we gonna try it again. You won't even be surprised. You would not even be surprised. 
You might look at me like, really good? But she ain't finna be like, but girl, he did, blah, blah, blah. We do memes about us taking men back. Mm -hmm. We do, I mean, it's just, we do it. Now, the moment we cheat, the moment we get disrespectful, the moment we get out of line, the moment we do whatever, the moment we betray somebody's trust. Cheating Cheating is a surface, surface problem in relationships, obviously, but. Yeah. The moment you are unfaithful, you are mud. You are dirt. Men are way less likely to take you back. Not going to. I haven't seen one that that did it. (laughs) Haven't. Do you know somebody? But then also, I don't even want you to take. If I cheat on you, I don't. And you find out, I don't want you to take me back because you're probably gonna make my life a living hell. Because women suppress and men be like, well, we're just gonna try to make it better. We're not gonna deal with it. We're not gonna talk about it. We're not gonna do none of that. But we're not even going to make you feel bad about it. Once you apologize, we'd be like, well, we took your apology. You look like you changed, so that's cool. Men, no. They would throw it in your face. They would mm-hmm. act like you just, I, I took you back. I didn't Like, they did you a favor. Right. Like, you didn't, like, I wasn't living in a miserable relationship when I started cheating. But okay, okay, okay. It's just, it's crazy. The moment that you have hurt the fragile male ego in some way, shape, or form. Yep. I feel like... And that is what we are trying to protect. That is literally what we're trying to protect from a young age. Yeah. It's impossible to to overcome that. It truly is. Because for whatever reason, they feel like they should be invincible to wrongdoings. And so when things happen, they don't know how how to take it. They don't know the power of forgiveness. No. They don't understand the power of protection. Mm. And let me work through this and figure out why my girl did this or why my wife is here. Why, why? what made her do is it what it, what am I doing? What did I contribute what to? What did this? I right to, yeah. to bring this? There's about, no accountability. Like, There's no accountability. And 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 someone taking it back to the trial and taking it back to like those those public displays of forgiveness. Well, we gonna call the brother public display of forgiveness. I still don't know what the judge was. I don't. I don't. Just, yeah. I don't know. I can't call that forgiveness because I don't know what she was forgiven. Right. Anyways, I forgive what you did to this other man that I don't know. But whatever. So, accountability, right? So I saw one tweet about that. Forgiveness, and this is where I think my mother was right with the whole forgive for yourself, but and maybe your family was right with the whole we forgive but we don't forget. It's account. It's a level of accountability here. Mm-hmm. That forgiveness is is a personal thing. Forgiveness is like between. I don't think forgiveness is a group thing. You know what I mean? Like we as black people don't have to forgive Amber. That's not how forgiveness no. works. We don't. We don't. It ain't no. It ain't as simple as the we inviting you to, to the cookout. No, you can't come to the cookout no more. It's not though. That's we don't do public forgiveness like group forgiveness. Accountability though is something different. Accountability is you did this wrong. Now you're going to be held to it. Mm-hmm. Ten years is not is not accountability, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And what that what the chief of police basically said in my eyes, what I got from it was, see, everything's good, right? There's no accountability there. I think there. they want to shut down any, like, riots or boycotts or, like, marches and things that come from big public trials. So they wanted to use this as a mm-hmm. moment to deflect from the real problem and mm-hmm. the issue mm-hmm. and say, oh, no, no, no. See, everything's good. No need to be upset anymore. Right. 
So if but there that were, still doesn't that you does know, not handle, he's not mad. So why are you mad? But that doesn't handle accountability. Dallas was like number one at one point, either number I know it was number one in Texas, but I think it was like number three in the nation with like police involved incidents or something like that. You guys have not been held accountable. Because that girl sat there with crocodile tears, like, I can't believe, I just, I don't know what happened. I just walked in his house and shot him. I just, I don't know. He was on the, I don't know. Mistaken identity, whatever mess she came up with. The point is, you, you <laughs> there's no accountability. The fact that the girl thought that she could just cry, just cry, just, just cry and get out of it, which technically she did. That's, that's not accountability. We have no level of accountability with the whole police brutality problem, with the whole the the, the police can do whatever they want to do, white people can do whatever they want to do. It, it We don't have it. We don't have it. And I think that this whole conversation of forgiveness over the past week has been like, I can't forgive this, I can't forgive this, I can't forgive this, but can you hold people accountable, though? Mm-hmm. And are people and systems being held accountable? And the answer is a resounding no. No. Yeah. So, I don't know. I. What are your hopes for the future when when it comes to these like type of injustices and these type like what are what are you are you optimistic at all? Are you? How I you truly feeling? want for people to be held accountable mm-hmm. for their actions, mm-hmm. um, especially in situations like this. I really wish we didn't have to keep reliving these type of moments um, because at this point, it's like what. What more Tired. do you need to know that this is wrong? Like Tired. this is, and and we feel so good about her getting convicted because it's like, oh, part of us feels good about her being convicted because it's like finally it doesn't somebody happen. Is, you know, but it being but held somewhat. Somebody also said, had she been a white man, she probably wouldn't have been convicted. Yeah, but because she was know. a woman. I don't know. That's another way you can look at, at the situation. But I don't know. I just feel like, you know, it feels like somewhat of a I had a I had an actual officer, police officer say to me, mm-hmm. like, I'm glad she got ten years. Like she got convicted. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Like finally somebody's being held responsible for their actions. Right. But at the same time, it's like, mm, but is this really like Gonna, gonna stop the problem like is that is this never gonna happen again she's part of like I think like, 1.9% of police officers who have been actually somewhat held accountable 1.9 that's crazy we're talking less than 2% of uh, ever mm-hmm. huh it's crazy I mean in the last like 5-10 years we've seen get a badge it all you. It don't matter. You can do whatever you want to do. We've seen people outright murder, murder people yeah. of color, yeah, and walk out. Mm-hmm. They might lose their job on administrative leave. A job don't mean nothing. Like a job don't mean a job. How many jobs have have we all lost? Like, <laughs> dude, I've been fired. Been fired. Like, okay, it's nothing. A job means nothing if you still have your freedom. Right. You still have your freedom. You still have the. You still have your life. This person does not. The person in question has lost their life, and you still get to live yours. And we don't hold. That's why I'm saying we don't hold the but, systems accountable. Like there's an accountability problem. Period. Just period. We don't hold the systems accountable because these police departments are able to tweet out things like this. I don't even understand why. 
judges and like public figures have Twitter accounts? Well, no. This was the twi- This was the Twitter from. This was the 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 actual Dallas. Police I feel like Department. that should be a part of the the. Um, that was the Dallas Police Department Twitter though. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying I feel like. Well, why do they need a? a oh, Twitter they account? tweet out. So I looked through their whole page. They actually tweet out. Um, they tweet out like updates on like things that are going on in the city. So it actually makes sense for them to have a, a Twitter. It does. Active shooter in this place. This is, is like it's like being clear on like but there's stuff a that's going on. The news and the facts, and then opinions. And, I don't and, think and, this and, should have been tweeted out. I think the Twitter account was used for wrong. But this was a statement that Chief Hall made. But I think that should also be. But she made it. She made illegal. it. No, she made it at a uh, at a press conference. She said this. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm saying. This was her. This was a direct quote from their boss. So either way, it still would have got out. I just happened to see the tweet. But either way, if I would have watched the press conference, I would have saw. What I'm saying is, is I don't think this was. This is how you know it was used. This is how you know she said it, and it was used to spin it this way. Right. Because whoever works for their public relations decided I'm gonna put it here, and right. then we're gonna spin it and look, see everything's good. She even said it like, look, how, see everything's good. We're gonna move forward. No, we're not gonna move forward because we're gonna hold some accountability. So I briefly want to ask you about we we touched on relationships a little bit. Okay. How do you um, hold like what what things are unforgivable in a relationship for you, or like where do you where do you stand with forgiveness in a romantic relationship? How does that romantic work? Romantic relationship. So for me, I don't think it's like I think. One, it depends on a lot of different factors, but I think for me, the unforgivable acts aren't, it's things that align with disrespect. It's, it's things that align with not respecting who I am as Jaleesa or who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Like, of course I can say, I, I'm not one to be like, I ain't gonna ever take somebody back as cheating. I don't know my, I don't know what the future holds and I, I might be dumb again, I don't know, I don't know. But I also, I think that people exhibiting like toxic behaviors and being disrespectful and all of those things, I feel like now in the place that I am in right now, I think those are unforgivable acts. But I also want to say that I can forgive you after we break up. Like forgiving someone doesn't mean that we have to be together. Mm-hmm. Just like forgiving friends don't mean we have to remain friends or forgiving family members mean that I have to still talk to you at Thanksgiving. None of these things matter. I don't have to continue to talk to you. I can honestly say I have forgiven, and you know personally the things that I've gone through. I have forgiven. I've forgiven every romantic relationship in my past. I I truly believe I have forgiven wholeheartedly. Like, will I pick up the phone and call these people on their birthday? No. <laughs> will not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Will I hit them up when I hear the news about? No. But I have. Again, chosen to forgive them for myself, no matter what they did. And I've also held myself accountable mm-hmm. in situations. And I've said, I, I've, I, I know what I did wrong. I know what I did, even if it was enabling unhealthy behavior or whatever the case may be. Because you touched on this briefly, but forgiveness mm-hmm. is also a form of self-care. Yes. Like, you have to yes, it's for mentally yeah. get yourself together in order to forgive somebody. And also... Mm-hmm. understand that like you are more than that 
Mm-hmm. You that more than this feeling or this situation or whatever that, it is. That anger, that the all anger, that anger, the hurt, yeah. the pain. You're more than that. And how do you move past it? That's correct. That's correct. I really believe that. I I believe that wholeheartedly, and I believe that like. And I don't even think I can't even say that it's to make sure that God forgives me. I don't think that's why I do it. Um, I think that it's more so for. Um, myself I think it's more so so that I don't have to I have to like you said before we have to walk through life with all these different labels with all this different stuff society is garbage look at our topic today society is garbage um other people are dealing with their pain all of that stuff I have to encounter other people I've got to make sure that I'm good to go and I think sometimes when you don't forgive people, it makes you a little bit more, to, for lack of a better word, fragile. And I draw my strength from being able to forgive. Mm-hmm. I think that is one of the one of the good things about me being an adult is I can forgive people. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's rough out here, but I can I do know. it. It takes me a minute, like it does for a lot of things in life. Forgiveness is one of those things. It she takes, takes me, her time. Y'all. It takes me a minute. She takes I have her to time. play things back in my head. Mm-hmm. I have to like analyze what did I say when mm-hmm. they said this? How did how do we get here? Mm-hmm. What what when they said that? What did I think about? Like I have to literally go back right, and right, right. really analyze the situation. And then also, I need time. Mm-hmm. I need time away. Yeah. I don't need to see you. Don't call me. Don't cry. Yeah. Don't apologize. Don't show up at my job. Don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Don't come to the house. Yeah. Forget you know me. Yeah. Okay? Just completely forget But I just want to point out that I'm the same and way with friendships, though. I'm literally the same way with friendships. Okay. The same. I mean, it's the same level, like, of the friendship, like, um, rela- romantic relationship and friendships. Um, I work on the same. It's the same process for me for forgiving them. Because friends can hurt you. Mm-hmm. July boo things can hurt you. It's sometimes worse. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, before we get out of here, though, I do want to tell everybody, take the time to learn what forgiveness looks like for you. Don't compare your forgiveness to anybody else. Yo, the way you forgive and the way we just talked about two different ways of forgiving. Like we don't we don't do it the same way. We weren't we weren't raised the same way. You do it more so for your Christian beliefs. I do it so I just won't be walking around with a feeling in my gut for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But however you get to that level of But do it because you want to. And if you wanna hold yeah. on to the grudge, do you boo. But also just and also respect other people that decide to forgive. And don't you don't have to understand their forgiveness. And um, again, rest in peace to the families. Um, to rest in peace to the victims. Both families. Both, but but also prayers Joshua out to Brown, both families. Yeah, because that is, whew, I just can't imagine. It's just too much going on. Um, you want to say anything else before we get out of here? Got anything else? Man, deal with your your mental health, people. You have to unpack these layers and layers of hurt and issues that you know are brought upon us but it's our decision whether we keep it and hold on to it right so that's all i just want to say is make sure you like you really you have to put in the work oh it's for never sure. gonna just happen Poor child <laughs> preaching to the choir deacon boy <laughs> mother's boy their mother women's ministry yes. all of them. all everybody Usher everybody boy. Mm-hmm. children's choir everybody 
So thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. Yes, um, thank you. Tell thank them you, where thank they you. can find us. You can find us on Twitter, MOTMATL. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Meet Other Minds ATL. You can email us. We want to hear about your process of forgiveness. How do you feel about this situation? How do you feel about um, the public spectacle, I guess, that happened because of it and all of that? Um, please email us at Meet Other Minds ATL at gmail.com. Yes. So we'll get up out of here. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.